What's up, guys? We're here to go over UFC 291, uh, Poirier versus Gaethje 2. Um, but real quick, I'm going to go over the results for last week. I'm not going to go over all the fights, just my bets and my overall overall picks. Um, I picked 10 of the 13 fights right um, on the home versus Bueno Silva card. Um, I got home uh, is who I went with in the main event, so obviously that one didn't hit. And then it was two of my underdogs that I picked that didn't hit, um, Azitar and, uh, Deaton. So, and, uh, so yeah, there's that. And then as far as, as far as my bets go here, um, I had a really good night, uh, made a good bit of money. Um, my two big plays on the card hit, um, had a two unit play on, uh, Nazim Saidkov and a two-fight parlay, uh, Costa and Maxim, which was a minus 110, and that was a one-unit play. And then I had a small, actually less than a quarter-unit play on a Zytar. Um, it's usually like 200 bucks, or 200 bucks, sorry, um, is what I put on it, um, which is a little less than a quarter-unit for me. So I um, wasn't too mad about that. Still made a good bit of money, and also I had a smaller parlay that hit uh, right here. And it would have been more... Um, but I cashed it out um, before the, the Jack Della Maddalena fight uh, just because I was already up and I was like, screw it, you know, I'll just take the money. But I didn't have very much on this. I think I had like maybe 70 bucks on this and I ended up getting uh, uh, $359 on it. So uh, not too bad. It would have been a little bit more, but, you know, I just have a, I have a bad feeling every time, you know, um, you know, you got a, a big favorite fighter and then his opponents fall out and he jumps in on short notice against somebody, you know. And a lot of people think Jack lost that fight, so um glad that I didn't have my money mixed up in it and just took the money. Um, but yeah, man, so um, uh, what else? Um, please like and subscribe. Uh, it'll help me out a lot. Please comment on the video. Please give it a like, man. I'd really appreciate it. Um, it would really help me out. And um, uh, So if you're new to the channel, what I do is I go over each of the fights and I give out all my picks, and then at the end of the video, I give out my bets uh, for this card. And um, and I'm available on Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, Rumble, um, iTunes, all that stuff. Um, and if you uh, just want to see my picks and my bets and you're not interested in watching the video, that's fine. You can go over to my Instagram, which is highkick underscore fight picks. And you, I post all my bet flyers and stuff on there. You can see it all on there. And uh, also I made a Facebook group. So if you find highkick fight, uh, fight picks on Facebook, you know, it'll pop up on there. And I can put the link down below in the comments for that. Um, what else? Oh yeah, and if you're um, if you're subscribed to my channel, um, you know, my flyers I post them in the community tab on my on my YouTube. So if you're subscribed to my channel, my flyers will pop up on your feed, and you'll be able to see them that way as well. And uh, nobody's won the contest yet for the uh, the autographed UFC stuff. Um, so if y'all want to do that, you can go. Um, you can go over to uh, the next video. We'll do one. We'll do it for the um, for the uh, Aspinall um, Tibora card. You can go over and comment on that video, or you can comment on this one if you want. And give me your picks for that card. Uh, you got to pick three winners. Um, 
You can get one, you could pick one winner by decision. The other two you have to pick uh, either submission or knockout and which round. So which round, uh, path to victory or method of victory, and you can do one decision. So and whoever gets it right first, I'll let you pick one of those items that I had. And uh, anything else, man? Anything else? Let's see. Yeah, it was a pretty good weekend, man. My my birthday was on um, was on Sunday after the fights, and uh, I actually ended up winning six hundred dollars on the Mega Millions uh, Texas Mega Millions lottery as well with a ticket I bought on my birthday. So all around, I made a good bit of money gambling over the weekend. So that was always fun, man. But yeah, we're here on UFC two ninety two ninety one, and let's get down here and look at see what fights we've lost. Um, we lost Joanne Wood versus Priscilla Cachuera. Um, Miranda Maverick is stepping in to fight uh, Cachuera. And then we lost uh, Semmelsberger versus Lyonese, and Semmelsberger is taking on Euros Medic instead. And also, um, well, I'll talk about that when I get to that fight. But um, Yeah, let's get into it, man. Sorry, it's like 109 degrees today in Texas, man, so I didn't turn my window unit off. I left it running on low, so if it's too annoying, I won't do it on the next video. Just let me know, um, but I can barely hear it in my headphones, so hopefully it's not a problem. First up, we got Miranda Maverick. Uh, she is 26 years old, 5'3", with a 65.5-inch reach. She's 11-5 and 4-3 and and in the UFC, and she's a uh, whopping minus 400 favorite, which I find ridiculous. Um, yeah, ridiculous after the uh, the performance she just had, man, where she was also a big favorite against, um, who was that, Jez Devicius? Yeah. Yeah, she looked really bad in that fight, man. Uh, she got outstruck, outwrestled. She just didn't look good at all, man. And she also looked way smaller than her opponent, man, which was going to be the case in this fight as well. Um, you know, I get the feeling Maverick kind of belongs down at 115 if she can make the weight because she's just so outsized in a lot of these fights, man. And, um yeah, so, I mean, after what happened, you know, to uh, not only to Maverick, but also to uh, Yasmin Uruguay, um, whatever fight card that was, you know, she was a big favorite and got finished, you know. Um, after all that, man, it just kind of hammers home the point that I do not like dropping big money on, you know, women's fights. I don't have a problem putting them in, like, big parlays, but I just don't get too heavily invested in them. And, uh, but yeah, man, Maverick seems to be well-rounded, uh, but I think she belongs down at 115, like I said. You know, there's a lot of hype on her for some reason, and, you know, she's lost three fights in the UFC, and the people that she's beaten haven't really even been that good, so, you know, I don't really see what all the hype is, and I don't understand where it really came from. Um, you know, she's she's taken on somebody who just, uh, who just knocked out Ariana Lipsky not too long ago, and we've seen, you know, how good Ariana Lipsky is now, and, uh, you know, Maverick's going to be at a severe power disadvantage. Um, her best route to victory w would be chase the takedowns in this fight and try to get try to get the grappling going, uh, try to get a submission. But you know she's just so undersized for the weight class that I kind of feel like she's gonna have trouble taking down uh, Priscilla. And uh, uh, Cachoeira is 34 years old, um, five seven with a 65 inch reach, and she is uh, 12 and four and four and four in the UFC. And uh, Maverick's gonna have a half inch reach advantage. By the way, uh, I forgot to say that. Um, and yeah, Cachoeira is a, uh, plus 300 underdog and, uh, you know, so zombie girl has a bunch of, has had a, ugh, she's had a bunch of fights fall out, um, over the past 
I don't know how long, six months, you know, um, I've, I've done the, the tape on her fights several times, uh, you know, recently. And yeah, I had a bunch of fights fall out. And then, uh, you know, she had three knockouts in her last five fights, uh, seven wins by knockout overall on her record. Um, she's very wild. Uh, she does get hit a lot, but she stays in your face. She doesn't care. And uh, she really wears on you, you know, and her power also carries over into the third round. She's had a couple of third round finishes, uh, which is good. And she's going to have a major size advantage here. She throws good elbows in the clinch. Uh, very, we saw in the, uh, which fight was that? Uh, the Jinyong Kim fight. She was really digging into her with those elbows and ended up still in the third round with them, even though she didn't do enough damage. She she was pretty close to losing that fight until that happened. And I think that swung the... Uh, Swung the judges in her favor, so. Sorry. Um, where was I at? Um, good elbows in the clinch. Um, you know, her weakness in the past have been her submission defense, but I just don't know, like I said, uh, with the size disadvantage, is Maverick really going to be able to get her down? Um, you know, bottom line is, you know, I don't think Maverick is deserving of this price. If she was like a minus 150, I would probably pick her. But, uh. I'm not going to turn down the plus money on Zombie Girl, man. I'm a big fan of Cachoeiras. She's fun to watch fight. And I'm going to pick her to win by second round knockout. Next up, we got Matthew Semmelsberger taking on Euros Medic. This is probably going to be a very exciting fight. Um, uh, Semmelsberger is 30 years old, 6'1", with a 75-inch reach. He's 11-5 and 5-3 and and in the UFC. And he's a minus one forty two favorite, and uh, yeah, man, he he really um, he worried me in his last fight because I had a lot of money wrapped up in Jeremiah Wells, and you know Simmelsberger went out there and, and hurt Wells several times. I think he dropped him at the beginning of every round, but Wells was able to use his wrestling to get the win. And uh, yeah, Matt's a big guy for the weight class, very explosive and powerful. Um, has seven wins by knockout and one by submission. Uh, he'll he's gonna have a four inch reach advantage here. He has decent takedowns. I don't think this will be a fight where, you know, he's going to have to worry about being taken down himself. Um, throws really good ground and pound from top position. His right hand is very powerful. I mean, he's a former football player. And, uh, you know, this is going to be, um, this is a match where he's going to want to use his wrestling if he can, in my opinion. Um, he is very powerful, you know, but uh, Medic is a very talented kickboxer. So I think uh, Simmelsberger should take the easiest path to victory. And uh, he's taking on Euros Medic. He is 30 years old, 6'1", with a 71-inch reach. He is 8-1 and 2-1 and and in the UFC. And he's a plus 122 underdog. And yeah, this guy's very exciting, man. All of his wins have come by, uh, by com- they've come by finish. 6 by knockout, 2 by submission. Um, this is going to be his welterweight debut. Um, and I'm, I'm not sure if that's really on, just because it's on short notice or... If he's really making the move up to welterweight, I don't really know on that. Um, curious to curious curious to see how he's going to look. He's definitely got the frame for a welterweight um, as far as height and length. Um, he's very fast, great striking, very good kicks, throws a lot of flying knees. Um, he landed 48 strikes in half a round in his uh, UFC debut, and uh, he didn't get hit once, man. Uh, who was that? It was against Alon Cruz. Very impressive, man. Um, he's coming off a knockout win over Omar Omar, uh, Omar Morales. Sorry, I can't talk today. And uh, throws good good elbows in close, stays on his toes, popping the jab. Uh, he's very patient. He doesn't overexert himself. You know, throws nice straight punches down the middle. 
And uh, I really want Medic to win this fight, but, uh, and I really want to pick him, but and I don't know how he's going to look up a weight class, and I think uh, Semmelsberger may be more well-rounded than he is. Uh, so I'm going to pick uh, Semmelsberger to get the win by decision, uh, but that, if this fight does stay on the feet, Medic has a pretty good chance for a knockout, so. Next up, we got Jake Matthews taking on Miguel Baeza. And Jake Matthews is 28 years old, uh, 5'11 with a 72-inch reach. He is 18-6 and 11-6 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus-180 favorite. And, uh, yeah, Jake's coming off a loss to uh, Matthew Selmsberger. I actually had money on Jake in that fight because um, Jake would had come off that, you know, really good win over Andre Fialo, so I thought he had really turned a corner in his career, you know. Um, but, yeah, Jake got dropped in every round of that fight, you know, right at the beginning of every round. And uh, he's been in the UFC since uh, 2014. He's basically been raised in the UFC. Most of his fights have been in the UFC. Um, he's well-rounded, but, you know, we saw like in the uh, Sean Brady fight, you know, an a elite grappler can really get the better of him. And uh, he has good boxing, uh, cool tattoos. Uh, I like the whole Celtic thing that he's got going on. Uh, I think the best win that Jake has had is it was the win over um, the Leech uh, and... But, you know, I think if they fought again, the Leech would probably win. Uh, the Leech has really gotten a lot better since back then. Um, if you want to see what Matthews is capable of, you know, just go and watch the Fialo fight. You know, when he's on, you know, he looked amazing in that fight. Um, he fights very safe most of the time. I wish I wish he would keep his hands up higher because that's how he was getting caught in the last fight. Um, he counters very well. He throws a lot of calf kicks. Um, his footwork has improved a lot in the past few years. And... uh yeah, throws great combinations, has good cardio. He's very accurate with his strikes. And uh, I just kind of worried, you know, with him getting dropped in, you know, every round um, in the last fight, you know, maybe if his chin's getting getting bad or is Semmelsberger really just that powerful, that's definitely possibly the case. But we shall see. And he's taking on <clears throat> Miguel Baeza. He is 30 years old. Uh, six two with a seventy four and a half inch reach. He is ten and three and three and three in the UFC. Yeah, and a lot of people are forgetting just how good you know Baeza really is. You know he's lost three in a row, but two of those were to like you know really good heavy hitters. Um, he got caught. It happens. And uh, the other one was to uh, Ponzinibbio, who's a very good fighter. And M Miguel is still young in his career. He has seven wins by knockout, one by submission. Um, he's going to have a two and a half inch reach advantage here. Um, he's very big for the weight class, man. He's got a good frame. Um, very fast, great calf kicks, very powerful. Um, he's been out a little over a year after his last KO loss, which I think is a good thing, you know, given his brain time to rest. Um, he's very technical. He has a jiu-jitsu black belt, um, throws good front kicks up the middle. Uh, he had a very good first round against Ponzinibbio, and uh, Ponzinibbio was able to come on later in that fight. And... Uh, you know, he was doing a great job using his length and his kicks to keep the shorter fighter at bay and counter from the outside. And, you know, my brain is telling me that, uh, you know, that I should pick Matthews. But, you know, I mean, I don't know. Jake Matthews has only been knocked out by one person in the UFC. Um, you know, so I don't think I have to worry about... Um, wait. <laughs> I don't think I have to worry about... Uh, oh, Sorry. Matthews has only knocked out one person in the UFC, is what I meant to say. Um, so I don't think I have to worry about Baeza's chin getting checked here. 
And I really do think uh, Baeza has a wider, a wider variety of strikes and the power advantage. And uh, I know I'll probably look like an idiot, you know, picking a guy that's lost three in a row, but my gut tells me to go with Baeza, so I'm picking him to win. Um, I'm going to say by decision. Um, I think he's going to end up dropping Matthews and, you know, in the, the last few rounds and maybe just kind of win that way by doing more damage. Next up, we got Roman Kopilov taking on Claudio Ribeiro. This should be a pretty fun fight while it lasts. Sorry, i got to get some water. I should really just start um, doing each fight at a time and editing all the videos together instead of rushing through it in one clip, but whatever. I like doing it this way. Um, Roman Kopilov, he is 32 years old, uh, 6 foot tall with a 75 inch reach. He is 10 and 2 and 2 and 2 in the UFC, and he's a minus 225 favorite. Yeah, Kapolov had a rough start to his UFC career. You know, had a lot of hype on him coming into the UFC and dropped two fights to guys that, you know, aren't particularly that good. Um, but he's turned a corner, man. He's got two knockouts in a row in his last two fights. Um, he's very exciting. Nine wins by knockout. Doesn't have any wins by submission. Um, we saw in his last fight, man, he was just the more technical striker, man. Throwing good, good straight shots, you know, avoiding the big hooks being thrown at him. Uh, he has good cardio. He looked really sharp in his last fight. And uh, he's never been knocked out. He was submitted one time. Um, it says he's six foot tall, but he seems so much taller than that, you know, when you see him in the cage. I don't know if it's just his hairdo or what, but um, he goes to the body a lot with his punches. He's a heavy hitter. I mean, he's got a Sambo background. Uh, he throws nice combinations, uses his jab very well, uh, especially when he's got the reach advantage. Uh, you know, he's made a lot of improvements, man, and I expect him to look even better, you know, uh, getting deeper into his UFC career. He's taken on... Claudio Ribeiro, he is 31 years old, uh, 6'1", with a 77-inch reach. He is 11-3, and 1-1 and one in the UFC, and he is a plus-190 underdog. Yeah, this is another guy, man, that all of his 11 wins have been by knockout. Um, he's very exciting, very powerful. Um, he's going to have a 2-inch reach advantage. Uh, he did get taken down in his last fight, but he got up pretty easily. Uh, throws very hard calf kicks. He was really... a uh, who was that? He was busting him up with the cap kicks. Uh, Joseph Holmes, um, which isn't really that impressive of a win. But um, I wouldn't call that a very high-level opponent. But it was his first fight in the UFC. Or no, his second fight in the UFC. Um, he swings really wide and big at times, man. Full power in every shot. You know, he really winds up. You can see it coming. Um, but he's had tons of success with it, you know. Uh, can't say too much if he's getting the wins, so... Um, but I see this fight being a lot like Kapilov's last fight, you know, where he's going to have the speed advantage and Kapilov will be throwing straight shots and staying out of the way of those big shots. So um, I'm picking Kapilov to get the win. Um, I'm going to say by third round knockout. And uh, But Ribeiro's definitely, um, he's definitely uh, live for a knockout. Sorry, my dogs are barking. Next up, we got Trevin Giles taking on Gabriel Bonfin. Trevin Giles is 30 years old, 6 foot tall with a 74 inch reach. He is 16 and 4 and 7 and 4 in the UFC. Sorry. I mean, he is a plus 240 underdog. And uh, yeah, I'm a big Trevin Giles fan. I think he's a very uh, underrated fighter. Um, his last two losses were against undefeated killers, so I don't, I don't really hold. 
hold that against them. You know, Michael Morales and Dricus Duplessis, both of them are, um, you know, undefeated in the UFC. And, uh, you know, he's had a lot of success since he dropped down to 170. And uh, this is a guy who's got a win over Roman Delice, you know, at 185 pounds. So, uh, you know, Trevin's been in there with some really tough guys. Um, he's very well-rounded. I picked him as an underdog in his last time out, and, uh, he, and that paid off. Um, I think he might have been an underdog in his last two fights, um, but I don't remember the other one. But uh, he's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. He's got good takedown defense. He's very powerful, great boxing, uh, six wins by knockout and five by submission. Uh, throws a great jab. In his last fight, he was able to defend, you know, um, you know, when he was mounted and transition around until he ended up on top. And I really want Giles to win this fight, but I really don't think this is a good matchup for him. Um, he has been submitted twice in the UFC, but he is a veteran, you know, and he he fought his way, way, way tougher competition, and uh, he's legit, and he is constantly improving, you know, with his ground game. Um you know, I mean, what if Bonfin comes out and flops like his brother did a few weeks ago? You know, we don't really know because Bonfin hasn't, you know, fa- faced a lot of, uh, you know, USC level competition. And Gabriel Bonfin is 25 years old, uh, 6'1 with a 72 inch reach. He is 14 and 0 and 1 and 0 in the UFC, and he is a minus 280 favorite. Yeah, I don't like the price at all. You know, I mean, all of this guy's wins have come by a finish, three knockouts, and 11 submissions. Um, he beat a very talented striker his last time out. Um, he's an amazing grappler with really good jiu-jitsu. Um, you know, his striking, I see kind of a lot of mistakes. He throws very wild, and when he throws the left hook, he uh, leaves his chin up in the air. So that's something to watch for. But if he does get a hold of your neck, man, it's over. He's very strong and explosive. Um, almost all of his wins have come in the first two rounds, so I wonder how he's going to look if he ever gets taken into a third round. Um, you know, the crazy thing is, you know, looking at, Looking at his record up until his last three or four fights, he hasn't really fought anybody good at all. You know, nobody very experienced. And which is what throws you off, man. Kind of like, you know, um, his brother, you know, they got these really good records, but once they start getting into a higher level of competition, you know, that's when you find out you know, how good they really are. And uh, where was I at? Oh, so, um, you know, I love my underdogs, man. And, you know, I might... I might make an underdog parlay and put Giles in it, you know, just in case. Um, I do that sometimes. Uh, but I do think this is a very bad matchup for him. You know, uh, he's Giles is too willing to grapple with his opponents. And if he sticks his neck out in this matchup, he'll get submitted for sure. So I am going to be taking Bonfin to get the win by submission in round two. Uh, but I would love to see Giles win this fight. Next up we got... Derek Lewis taking on... Uh, Marcus Rogerio de Lima. And uh, Derek Lewis is 38 years old, uh, 6'3", with a 79-inch reach. He is 26-11 and 11 and 17-9 and 9 in the UFC. And he is a plus-102 underdog. Yeah, Derek is the knockout king, man. He's got 21 wins by knockout and one win by submission. Don't know how he pulled that off. Um I'm glad to see Derek getting a winnable fight, you know, against a little bit lower level of competition than what he's been facing. Um, you know, he's fought nothing but killers, man. So, and you know, they, when they did throw him in, uh, last with somebody that wasn't, you know, proven top level, um, against, uh, who was that? Uh, Drickus Dupl- or not Drickus, Dacus. And, uh, he permanently screwed up, you know, Dacus's chin and Dacus hasn't won a fight since. So, um, 
he definitely is, you know, a higher level and very powerful. And uh, he's got the touch of death, man, and he carries a... Um, his power carries over into the third round, the fifth round. You know, he's got some late finishes. Um, he doesn't throw a ton of volume. He's not the fastest guy in the world. Uh, but when he does land, you know, he makes it count. He really hurts guys. Um, the question is, you know, is like, is Derek Lewis done now or does he still have something left? You know, I mean, a lot of people are really counting him out. Um, but he's fighting some of the best guys in the world right now and some scary dudes. So, um, you know, I think he does his best work when he lays back encounters, and which is I have noticed. You know, in his last few fights, he goes out there and he's been, you know, being very aggressive and really trying to push the pace, and he gets caught. Um, I don't think he's going to have to worry about getting taken down in this fight. Uh, I think it'll play out on the feet, man. And uh, Lewis is going to have a four-inch reach advantage as well. And uh, Dilemma is thirty-eight years old, six-one with a seventy-five-inch reach. He is twenty-one, eight and one, and ten and six in the UFC. And he's a minus 122 favorite. Yeah, I've never really been high on Delima that much. Um, you know, he is on a good run right now. Um, his last two wins, I wouldn't say they were, you know, over very impressive competition. I mean, Arlovsky is way over the hill. You know, back in the day, Arlovsky would have destroyed Delima. And uh, uh, that Costa guy is just a boxer that came over into MMA and, you know, doesn't know how to check leg kicks. But yeah, Delima did look good, man. He looked fast, and his calf kicks were uh, basically what got him the win in that fight. He just beat up that dude's legs the entire time. And uh, he threw a ton of calf kicks um, until his opponent couldn't barely walk. Uh, he's powerful, 13 wins by knockout on his record, 4 by submission. And uh, you know, I think he's going to have the speed advantage for sure. Lewis will have the power advantage. Uh, Lewis is going to be the way bigger guy. And... Uh, yeah, I'm taking Lewis, man. I, I think he's. I think this is a good fight for him to get back in the win column. Uh, I'm taking the win by first round knockout, and I do like the plus money. Um, definitely think it's worthy of a of a spot in a couple parlays. And yeah, I mean, I, I think I think Derek Lewis has still got something. Uh, I think he's going to do well against a little bit lower level of competition. Other than you know, if you look at all his fights, uh, Ty Tuivasa, Sergey Pavlovich, uh, Sergey Speedback. So. He's been fighting killers, man, and I don't hold it against him at all. Sorry. I had to unplug the air conditioner. It's too loud now. Um, next up, we got Steven Thompson taking on Michelle Priera. And uh, Steven Thompson is... He's 40 years old. He's 6 foot tall with a 75-inch reach. He is 17-6-1 uh, and 12-6-1 and and in the UFC. And he's a minus 200 favorite. And uh, yeah, man, the Thompson is one of the best strikers to ever compete in any combat sport. Uh, if you look at his record, man, you know, this guy's he's fought a lot of tough people in the UFC. And uh, you know, Kevin Holland in his last fight, that was very impressive. Um, you know, he beat Jeff Neal, Vicente Luque, Jorge Masvidal. Um, had to a, a draw with Tyron Woodley. He beat Rory McDonald. You know, a whole lot of impressive wins. Uh, he beat Robert Whitaker back in the day, you know, when Robert was down at 170. And uh, where was I at? He's a minus 200 favorite. Duh, duh, duh. Um, so, yeah, used to be back in the day, nobody could catch this guy to get him down. Um, that's the game plan to beat Wonderboy. Um, you know, is just get the takedowns and hold him down. Otherwise, you're going to get outstruck on the feet. Um, he has amazing footwork, you know, with his karate style striking, uh, very fast and explosive. 
Um, I like watching him fight in the bigger octagons where he has the space to move around, and that's kind of what you know got him in the in the Burns fight and the uh, and the uh, Bilal Muhammad fight. You know, he just couldn't get away from him in that in that you know small octagon at the apex, and and uh, yeah, man. If anybody has any questions, you know, to if this guy still got it, man, you know, he showed us what he's capable of in his last fight. You know, he got beat up in the first round and came back and just put a beating on Kevin Holland. And yeah, this is another favorable favorable fight, you know, to Thompson style. Um Pereira has that crazy, you know, Capoeira style, you know, and he's he's known for his striking. Um this should be a fun fight to watch, you know. Thompson has five round cardio, you know, he he will have the advantage there. Um he's gonna have a two inch reach advantage. Um eight wins by knockout, one by submission on his record. He throws really good kicks, um, you know, with his lead leg as well. So that really throws guys off. You know, he keeps guys at bay with his front kicks and his side kicks. Uh, really snipes guys and picks them apart, you know, with beautiful straight shots from the outside. Um, likes to dip his head off to the side to counter whenever you put yourself in the pocket. I mean, he slowly gets better at timing it as the as the fight goes on. Um, I can't say enough good things about his striking, man. And, you know, that jump and switch kick that he throws is pitcher perfect. You know, he hit, hit Holland with one of those. He's a real treat to watch. And he's taken on <clears throat> Michelle Pereira. He is 29 years old, six foot one with a 73 inch reach. He is 28 and 11 and six and two in the UFC. And he is a plus 170 underdog. And yeah, Pereira is very exciting. He got out wrestled in one fight. Um, pretty close. I think it was the fight after his debut. And then the other fight he lost because he threw an illegal shot at Diego Sanchez. He was, he was he was dominating that fight, and Diego took the easy way out. Um, he started out real exciting, man, but his last you know four fights have gone to decision. And uh, one thing we do know is that his cardio isn't very good. Um, the Nico Price fight, you know, he got he had a great first round and part of the second, and uh, then he slowed down a lot, and he was getting destroyed in the third round. He was on his way to getting finished, and uh, that's kind of a um, that's partially because he throws all that. Wild, crazy stuff. He uses a lot of gas, you know, throwing all that stuff. And uh, he's a big, strong, fast guy, and uh, he's very explosive. Um, he uses a lot of lateral movement, uh, nice footwork, very powerful, uh, loads up a lot. Um, he's very good at creating angles on his strikes. He comes in with, you know, really tricky angles. Uh, you know, he has great head movement until he starts getting tired. And, uh, you know, he's never fought anybody even close to as good as Stephen Thompson. Um, you know, and as he slows down, he's a little bit easier to get to. And, you know, Ponzinibbio in his last fight was able to, you know, get a takedown towards the end of the second round. Um, but I don't see Thompson shooting for takedowns. Um, he uses his knees very well. You know, even, he even throws them at range. Pereira does, um, Pereira is good, but, you know, I think when he starts getting into like the five round fights, he's not going to do very well. Um, there's no doubt that Steven is a better striker. And a few years ago, I would jump on him, like no questions asked, wouldn't even watch the tape. Um, but he is over 40 now, but this is going to be the big octagon. You know, he's going to have room to move around. So I'm going to take Thompson to win by decision. Um, I think Pereira will probably have a good first round and Thompson will take over from there out and, and, uh, just slowly pick apart Pereira with his amazing striking, man. So. Next up, we got C.J. Vergara taking on Vinicius Salvador. And Vergara is 32 years old, 5'6", with a 68-inch reach. He's 11-4-1 and 2-2 in the UFC, and he's a minus-170 favorite. 
And uh, yeah, we saw we saw CJ nearly get finished in his last fight, but he was able to come back and get the and get the finish himself. Man, it was an, a really good fight. You know, very exciting to watch. Um, he really took a beat in that first round and came back and took over. Um, he's very well rounded. You know, only the top of the line grapplers have really been able to get him down and control him, uh, like Tiara. And um, he throws a ton of volume. Seven wins by knockout. Doesn't have any wins by submission yet. Uh, great cardio, really good boxing, pushes a tough pace on guys, uh, throws great elbows from top position, um, vicious ground and pound. Uh, this will be a tricky fight for him, though, because, you, know, um, you know, his opponent, uh, Salvador, fought Alta Moreno in his last fight. And the way Alta Moreno was able to get the win was by using tricky, kind of awkward footwork and staying on his heels and, you know, away from the power shots of Salvador. Um, so I think CJ is going to need to do something similar because... Uh, you know, Salvador is very, very powerful or, you know, either that or CJ needs to bust out his wrestling, which I think is probably the path to victory for him in this fight. Um, if he makes a smart decision and decides to use his wrestling, uh, and Salvador is 27 years old. He is five, seven with a 70 and a half inch reach. He is 14 and five and one, oh, and one in the UFC. And he's a plus plus one forty-five underdog. Yeah, all of his wins have been by finish, 13 wins by knockout, one by submission. I mean, he has fought a few decent decent opponents, man, if you go back and look at his record. Um, he's going to have a two-and-a-half-inch reach advantage. Um, he has a very long reach for the weight class. He's a pretty good-sized guy. Um, he's not super technical. He's pretty wild. Um, throws power and power in pretty much every shot he throws. And, you know, he can do it for three rounds, though, so I can't hate on him. Um, in the past, he has been taken down and finished by, uh, by both ground and pound and submissions. So that's definitely the weak part of his game. Uh, but he is a big guy, man. He's not easy to take down. He's the younger guy, you know, he's going to be improving. Um, I mean, I, I do think Vegara is the, uh, better fighter in my opinion, the more well-rounded, but the X factor in this fight is going to be Salvador's power advantage. Um, you know, and there is part of me that worries about, you know, CJ's, uh, CJ, CJ's ten or chin because he got caught, you know, his last fight and hurt real bad. But um, my gut wants me to take a shot on the underdog, but I've got to go with the more skilled, well-rounded fighter. Um, I think Vegara is definitely going to get the win here using his wrestling. Um, I'm going to take him to win by decision. Next up, we got Michael Chiesa taking on Kevin Holland. And, uh, Kiesa is 35 years old, uh, 6'1", with a 75.5-inch reach. He is 16-6 and 11-6 and and in the UFC, and he's a plus-140 underdog. So, yeah, his, um, Kiesa's bread and butter is his wrestling and his jiu-jitsu. I mean, he has 10 wins by submission, zero by knockout. Um, almost all of his losses have been by submission as well, so maybe that's the, the weaker part of his game, you know, submission defense. Um, he's been working on his striking, man, and it's kind of gotten better, you know, uh, you know, lately than it was earlier on in his career. Um, he was landing some good shots against Sean Brady, uh, but he did lose that fight and he hasn't fought in over a year and a half, you know, since his loss to Sean Brady. And, uh, he's a tall guy, but this will be one of the few fights where he'll be at a height and reach disadvantage. Um, he's fought a lot of tough guys, man. If we, if you look at his record, uh, been around a long time. Let's see here. Fought Sean Brady, Vicente Luque, Neil Magny, uh, Rafael Dos Anjos, Diego Sanchez, Carlos Condit, uh, Anthony Pettis, Kevin Lee, Benil Darius, uh, Joe Lozon, Jim Miller, uh, Fr Francisco Trinaldo, 
uh, Jorge, Jorge Masvidal. Fought a lot of tough guys, man. He's very experienced. Um, you know, obviously the key to victory for him here is to get the takedowns and look for a submission. Um, you know, that's how Kevin Holland kind of got figured out as a middleweight. Um, he was kind of a small middleweight, tall and skinny, and they, he was able to be taken down, um, which it hasn't really been the case at, at welterweight. So, uh, Kevin Holland is 30 years old, uh, 6'3", with an 81-inch reach. He is 24-9 and 11-6-1 and in the UFC, and he's a minus-160 favorite. And yeah, I'm a big fan of Kevin Holland, man. He's fighting out of Fort Worth. That's where I live. Um, he's an exciting fighter, funny dude on Instagram. Uh, 13 wins by knockout, 7 by submission. Um, yeah, like I said, his takedown defense has looked a lot better at 170. He's a big welterweight, and he's coming off that crazy fight with Stephen Thompson where he was doing really well early in that fight, um, and I think he had a broken arm or something uh, by the end of that fight. So um, He's going to have a 5.5-inch reach advantage. He's a jiu-jitsu black belt under Travis Luter. Um, uses, uses his long frame really well, um, very powerful. Uh, he busted Thompson up in the first round of that fight. Like I said, you know, I think he was fighting with a broken hand through the later half of that fight. And, and uh, yeah, you could really see that, you know, when he went back to his corner, you know, after, I think it was after the second round, uh, the way he was holding his hand, it just looked like it sapped everything out of him. And he kept blocking kicks with that hand. So, uh, you know, he, he didn't give up, man. His coaches had to stop the fight for him. So, um. You know, aside from Chemayev, he hasn't really been taken down at welterweight. He did get taken down by Chemayev. Um, uses a lot of kicks. He's definitely the better striker here. Um, he's coming off a... Uh, oh, that wasn't his last fight. His last fight was a knockout win over Ponzinibbio. Sorry, I forgot. Um, he's very good at rolling with punches and using his shoulders to defend, you know, the striking defense. Um, uses his jab very well. Nice front kicks to the legs. Uh, goes to the body with him a lot, too. Uh, he's very good at keeping guys at range. And I'm going to be taking Holland to get the win. Um, I'm going to take him to win by, by second round knockout. Maybe KSL will tire himself out trying to get Holland down. Now that I turned that air conditioner off, I can tell that it is way quieter in here. So hopefully the first half of my video isn't bad. Sorry about that guys. Um, next up we got Tony Ferguson taking on Bobby Green and, uh, yeah, Tony is 39 years old, 5'11", with a 76.5-inch reach. He is 25-8 and 8 and 15-6 and 6 in the UFC. And he is a plus-270 underdog. And, you know, he's on a five-fight losing streak, and it's just crazy, you know. I mean, at one point, this guy was on a 12-fight winning streak in the UFC. So, you know, how how did he manage to not ever have, you know, the, the belt? I mean, I know he was like an interim champion, I'm pretty sure. Um but as crazy that he never actually had the belt, just the intern belt with a 12 fight win streak. Um, when he was in his prime, man, he was a monster. He's very dangerous with his elbows, throws tons of volume. Uh, he really like leaps in with his elbows and stuff. So he's very dangerous off of his back too. Um, 11 wins by knockout, nine by submission, you know, well-rounded, very fast and unorthodox. Um, you know, I really have trouble believing that a guy that was this good, you know, just dropped off and doesn't have it anymore. You know, he has been fighting really tough guys though. Um, definitely fair to say that, you know, his past five fights have been against really tough people. Um, and in my opinion, he was definitely, he was definitely winning the Chandler fight before he got caught with that kick. Um, yeah, he definitely was. He was really busting Chandler up and, uh, you know, Bobby isn't really known for knocking everybody out. Uh, so maybe, maybe 
Ferguson has a chance, but um, if this was 2018, Tony would be a minus 600 favorite, you know, and uh, I honestly think Tony is the more well-rounded fighter and Tony is probably the better wrestler, but, and also Tony's going to have a five and a half inch reach advantage. You know, there's a lot of things that really make me want to pick Tony, man. Um, no doubt I would have, if he hadn't lost his last five fights, you know, I mean, uh, he was thought very high of, you know, a few years ago. So, and he's taken on Bobby King green. He is 36 years old, uh, five ten with a 71 inch reach. He is 29, 14 and one. And, uh, it's one, no con. Oh yeah. He's 29, 14, one draw, one, no contest. And, uh, he's 10, nine, one and one in the UFC. And he's a minus three thirty favorite. And I'm a really big green fan, man. He has amazing boxing, uh, some of the best head movement and striking defense I've ever seen, and especially in MMA. I mean, he's very good at rolling with punches and really kind of softening the blow of the strikes, you know, when they're coming at him. And uh, he's got 10 wins by knockout, eight by submission. Uh, you know, green was looking really good um, in the Dober fight before he got caught with that big punch. Uh, he's a very good counter striker. Um, I will say that he was kind of losing the last fight before he, before the headbutt knocked out his opponent. Um, you know, but who's, I mean, I'm sure he would have taken over, you know, he's a better striker than, uh, than Gordon is. So, um, he's a very tricky striker. He keeps his hands down low. So you don't see the punches coming. Uh, he's very fast. He doesn't telegraph his shots at all. Uh, he fights Southpaw. Um, you know, he can be, he can be very hard to hit, man. You know, we saw that in the Dober fight. You know, Dober was just swinging and missing, you know, for the first 10 minutes of that fight. And I, I really don't know that, that Green deserves to be this big of a favorite. Um, I am going to pick him to win, but I think he should be more like a minus 200 at the most. But I understand with Ferguson losing his last five fights, everybody thinks it's a really solid pick and have been jumping on it. So can't blame anybody for that. Um, but I'm going to take Green to get the win by third round TKO. Next up, we got Paulo Costa taking on Ikram Aleskarov. And, uh, yeah, Paulo Costa is 32 years old, uh, 6'1", with a 72-inch reach. He is 14-2 uh, and 6-2 and and in the UFC, and he's a minus 107 right now. And, uh, yeah, there are rumors going around uh, that Costa is going to be out of this fight and that Roman Delice is stepping in on short notice. But I'm not certain of that. I've been looking around. I can't find anything on it other than just a few things on Instagram. Uh, Tapology still has this fight up, obviously, like it's going going on. And on, you know, less than two weeks' notice, you know, Utah is up at elevation. Isn't that where they're fighting Utah? Um, I, I I would pick Delice if he had a good camp, you know, and was, you know, I just he has had problem gassing out in the past, so um, I would think he would have a lot of trouble going up at elevation on short notice to fight. Uh, a uh, deletes a steps in so anyway back to costa um costa has 11 wins by knockout on his record one by submission um he's only been finished one time and that was by izzy and uh yeah costa's a very big powerful guy throws fast combinations in tight when he's in the pocket uh throws everything hard man he he showed in his last fight that he can get taken down um and that he he can get taken down and he can get the takedowns he got a few takedowns in that fight um, he's got pretty good submission defense. He's never been submitted. I um, mean, he, he has gone five rounds before. Um, he's pretty good at getting back to his feet when he is taken down. He stays in your face the whole time, pressure fighting. And I really don't understand why Aleskarov is getting to jump into the top of the division. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe because the UFC is tired of Izzy being the champ. And I'm just going to get interrupted every five minutes today, huh? Dogs, fire trucks. 
Oh, well. Um, y'all don't mind, right? And uh, I don't understand why Leskarov's getting a jump to the uh, top of the division. Uh, like I said, uh, you know, maybe maybe the UFC is just trying to push a really good wrestler up to the up to the top of the division. So, so you know, Izzy has something, you know, something to to worry about. You know, aside from just fighting strikers constantly. Um, and uh, Ikram Aleskarov uh, is thirty years old, uh, six foot tall with a seventy six inch reach. He is fourteen and one and one to zero in the UFC, and he's a minus one twenty one. He's a slight favorite, and. Uh, yeah, this guy is he's good, man. Like I said, I just uh you know, honestly knocking out Phil Hawes isn't exactly that a big deal. You know, a lot of people have done that lately. So I don't understand, you know, why he's getting pushed up like that. And I don't think he's earned this fight yet. Um, uh, but you know, whatever. Um he's a very good wrestler. Um his only loss was to Kamzat Chemaev. Uh five knockouts and five submissions on his record. He won uh three of his last five fights with a Kimura. So obviously that's one of his specialties. Um He's a very accomplished combat sambo champion. Um, he's going to have a four-inch reach advantage. Uh, he was getting caught by Phil Hawes, man, before he got the finish, you know, and didn't look particularly impressive, really, you know, other than he did get the knockout, but I wonder how much Hawes' chin played into that, you know? I mean, uh, you know, I think Hawes has been knocked out like four times in the UFC, so. Um, you know, if Aleskarov uses his wrestling, he can win this fight. I mean, he could win it anyway, because honestly, Costa hasn't looked that good, you know, lately um you know especially with his cardio uh if costa comes into this fight in great shape and you know this fight is as ele- an elevation if costa's been trained in elevation um you know that that's going to play a big role in this fight so hopefully costa's trained in elevation and um you know i think costa wins if that's the case but honestly when it comes down to it you know uh, when i'm making my parlays i'm going to go with whoever's the underdog in this fight you know costa's fought the tougher competition um and if he if he does come in with the gas tank, I think he's got a good shot at winning. Um, but you know, like for now, I'll pick Costa. But I just haven't seen that much of Ikram yet, so I don't really know what to expect from him jumping up this high level of competition. Um, you know, if Aleskarov does wind up being the underdog, I'll probably pick him uh, just for the value. And I feel like this fight could possibly go either ones with Ikram, but. Next up, we got Jan Bolchevich taking on Alex Pereira, co-main event. And uh, Jan is 40 years old, uh, 6'2", with a 78-inch reach. He is 29-9-1 and 12-6-1 in the UFC. And he's a minus-125 favorite. So... I'm a big fan of both of these guys, man. Uh, Jan has nine wins by knockout, nine by submission. Uh, not sure how he pulled that off. It's been a while since he's got a submission win. Um, he has very heavy hands. You know, we saw in the Adesanya fight that if he has the wrestling advantage, you know, he can use it. And uh, in the Ankalaev fight, you know, he was using his calf kicks very well. He really, really busted up Ankalaev's, you know, legs and uh, had him to where he could barely walk. So, um, you know, he's very good at setting up his strikes. You know, Jan is more experienced, more well-rounded. Um, I know Alex is a big guy, but, you know, he's going to be dealing with a much bigger, stronger guys up at 205, so. And uh, he's also going to be coming in with a little more weight on him, so, we're, you know, we don't know how he's going to look. Um, you know, in the Reyes fight, man, Jan bruised up Reyes' entire side, you know, with his body kicks, and he did all that in the first round. And, uh, you know, his whole side was bruised up. And uh, I really like Jan striking. Uh, he stays calm. He doesn't overexert himself. You know, he's really great at countering. 
Uh, it's going to be a real, real interesting matchup, man. You know, honestly, they're both pretty high-level strikers. Obviously, Pereira is the more high-level striker. But, uh, you know, Jan's not bad himself, so it's going to be interesting to see this. And, you know, Ron definitely, uh, want, Jan definitely has the uh, wrestling option, too. So, um, hopefully he's smart enough to use it. And uh, he's taking on Alex Pereira. He's 36 years old, uh, 6'4", with an 80-inch reach. He is 7-2 and two and 4-1 and one in the UFC. And he's a plus-105 underdog. And, uh, yeah, obviously he's Alex's world-class striking, glory kickboxing champion, uh, coming off a knockout loss in his last fight. So, I mean, I'm sure it's not the first time he's been knocked out. So, I mean, maybe it's not that big of a deal. But, uh, you know, he's really good with his calf kicks. Um, he hits like a truck. You know, he's accomplished a lot with a 7-2 and two record. You know, he's already already won one title, lost it, and is on his way to getting another title shot, you know, depending on what they do with this fight. Um, he's going to have a two-inch reach advantage. I'm pretty sure he's used to having a way bigger, you know, reach advantage than that, uh, especially at middleweight. And, uh, you know, what this really comes down to, man, is, you know, um, is Jan going to use his wrestling and take Alex down? Because if I think if Adesanya could take Alex down, uh, Jan definitely can. Um, but I know he's been working on that with, you know, Texera. But, you know, there's just a lot of unknowns, man, with the with the move up to 205 for Alex. And uh, I was really hoping that I could get Jan for plus money, but he is the favorite. Uh, and that makes me want to pick Alex. Um, but, we, you know, we'll see what it ends up being. I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of money comes in on Alex, but uh, for for now I'm going to pick Jan. Um, if Pereira might winds up being an underdog, I might I might put him in parlays like that. But we'll just see what happens with the line. But for now I'm going to take Jan. I'm going to take him to get the win by a. Is this a five round fight or is it a three round? If it's a five round fight, I'd definitely take Jan to win. Um, but yeah, I'll take Jan to win by decision. I'm going to say he uses wrestling, holds Alex down. And uh, if Alex gets held down, he's gonna he's gonna be pretty tired. You know, he was in the first Izzy fight after he got taken down. So hopefully the uh, Polish power gets it, man. And uh, next up we got Dustin Poirier taking on Justin Gaethje too, man. It's gonna be a very exciting fight, man, for the BMF belt. And uh, Dustin is thirty four years old, five um, nine with a seventy three inch reach. He is twenty nine and seven and twenty one and six in the UFC. And he's a minus one twenty five favorite, and uh, you know that's an amazing record for someone who's been in the UFC since two thousand eleven and been in two different weight classes. Uh, both these guys are two of the most exciting guys you know you're ever going to see. The toughest guys in the sport. Um, you know, the first time they fought, Dustin came out with the win. You know, but it was a, a really good fight. I mean, it was a banger, man. It was awesome to watch. I really enjoyed going back and watching the tape on both of these guys because um, they're never in a boring fight and. Uh, yeah, Dustin's very well-rounded. He's got 15 wins by knockout, 7 by submission. Um, he has great submission defense, unless he's fighting uh, Khabib. And, uh, you know, he has been taken down at times, but I don't see Gaethje ever going for takedowns. And, you know, Poirier is pretty good at, about getting back to his feet. And uh, he's very durable, man. He can go five rounds. You know, he really wears on guys and swarms them whenever they get tired. And uh, yeah, he's got really good dirty boxing, you know, nice check left hook. Uh, he's very powerful, man, and he's one of my favorite fighters of all time, man. And uh, he's very technical, man, calculating with his approach. You know, he doesn't overexert himself and get really wild, you know. Um, you know, like like in the uh, Chandler fight, you know, Chandler hit just Dustin with a good punch and then went over there and just started winging punches, man. And Dustin stayed calm, you know, covered up and, you know, bounced around until Chandler stopped swinging and come out, boom, hit him with a check left hook, you know. I mean, 
he's a he's a very calculating man. He doesn't waste a lot of movement. You know, he's very experienced, and uh, he's very dangerous off of his back as well, man. And uh, you know, so he was throwing up triangles and all kinds of stuff when Chandler was on top of him. And then as soon as he got on top of Chandler, man, he got that submission real quick. So very good jujitsu. And yeah, he's taking on Justin Gaethje. He is 34 years old, um, 5'11 with a 70 inch reach. He is 20, 24 and four and seven and four in the UFC. Damn, it seems like he's had more fights than that, man. It seems like he's been around a lot longer than that. Um, and he's a plus 105 underdog. And yeah, Justin looked like a new man in his last fight, man. Uh, you know, after he got his nose fixed, it seemed to really help his cardio, man. And he put a beating on Fazeev, man. And I had Fazeev to win that fight. So I was really surprised and blown away, man. And, uh, yeah, he's got 18 wins by knockout. Um, he does have a, uh, wrestling background, but he never uses it. Um, he's going to be the faster guy here, I think. You know, he has great boxing, moves in and out very well. You know, it's hard to say who has the power advantage. Um, you know, both these guys get a lot of knockouts. So I guess... I guess since Poirier got the finish by TKO in their last fight, I guess you would say he has a power advantage, but you know, whatever. It's pretty even. Uh, Dustin's definitely got the uh, jujitsu advantage. Um, Gaethje really pressures his opponents a lot. Uh, he throws hooks and, and throws hooks and combinations really well, you know, in close, you know, deep in the pocket. Um, he stays in the pocket a very long time, you know, and he's very fast. You know, he's like three or four hooks in and then out, you know, it's a, it's crazy that he gets away with that a lot of the time. Um, He's also very durable, man. You know, this is a very even matchup. You know, both these guys like to strike. Um, you know, after a lot of debating back and forth, man, it's really hard to pass up the plus money on on Justin Gaethje. Uh, but I'm going to be going with Dustin Poirier. Um, I'm kind of hoping he'll wind up being an underdog. That way I feel even better about it. If Dustin was uh, if Dustin was plus money, I would put a one-unit play on him. You know, um, maybe two. And... uh you know, Dustin's the more technical striker. You know, Justin kind of wings mostly hooks a lot of the time. And it's very effective because he really hurts guys. But, you know, I think Justin's going to have a, a success early. And uh, Dustin will probably take over from round three to five, man, and win the decision or get a late finish like he did last time. That's all my picks, guys. Um, as far as my bets go... I should probably make a flyer and pull them up on the screen instead of just telling them to you guys. Um, I'll do that from now on. Uh, that way you can actually look at them. Uh, and I'm sorry about all the interruptions on this video, man. I'm on a pretty tight schedule with work and everything. And uh, so I don't have a lot of time to sit around doing video editing and redoing everything and stuff like that. So I just kind of got to go with it and, you know, when it happens. So sorry about that, you guys. Um, so as far as um, single plays go, I really only have one on this card. Um, say a minus 150 play on uh, Kevin Holland, and that's a uh, one unit play. And then I've got a uh, I've got a two unit uh, two man parlay on Bonfin and Simmelsberger, and that's a plus 139. And uh, yeah, if that one hits, it'll cover freaking everything. Plus 139 and a two unit play. So um, it's a good price on those guys, man. It was, it's it's uh, as far as my uh, parlays go. I've got a three-fight parlay that's Kopolov, Bonfin, and Simmelsberger. That's a plus 248. And then to that, I added Thompson and Holland. That's a plus uh, 734. And then I added Vegara and Green to that. That's 1,618 plus 1,618. And then I made one more with... Uh, no, I made two more. I made another one with Lewis added to it, just Lewis. That's plus 3,336. 
And then on my very last one, I added Baeza and Jan Bolchevich, and that's a plus 15,114. And uh, I would really wish that uh, that, that 15,114 would come through. I'd be taking a month off. <laughs> but yeah, man, so uh, that's really really all i got for you guys man i really appreciate it sorry about the interruptions um please do take a shot at the contest guys you know it doesn't hurt just to give the three picks you know and uh just take a chance um what else um i guess if the apollo costa fight changes i'll uh you know do an update video and talk about it some more than i did um please like and subscribe man really i really really appreciate it and uh i guess that's all man Y'all guys take it easy, man. I really appreciate you guys. Uh, Y'all have a good night.